Snoop, where's my Vuvuzela? Let's get rocking and rolling this morning. Come on. Come on. Since we're on a Wednesday. Yeah. There we go. I'm glad you guys right. cleared the deck with that before Coach Salazar gets here. I think Coach, we'll ask yeah, Coach Salazar. Like I think Coach Salazar will be <laughs> fine with it. Um, I wanted to look at line of scrimmage today, Craig, because I don't know if people realize this. So Kansas, I was just looking at some run defense numbers mm-hmm. and, and rushing offense numbers. Kansas kind of middle of the road in the Big Twelve in terms of stopping the run. They're averaging giving up a little over four yards a carry, so not terrible. We've seen much worse Kansas run defenses. Would it surprise you to know? Would it surprise the listening audience to know? I ask you, hey, who's got the best rushing offense in the Big Twelve? You might think TCU. You might think Kansas State, Baylor. Yep. Yeah. No. But the Jayhawks. Mm-hmm. They're averaging almost six yards per carry as a team, 5.98 to 10.5 on the ground. So in terms of yards per carry, they're number one in the Big 12. Uh, you know, middle of the road in the Big 12, 210. Uh, let's see. Actually, I did that wrong. Uh, in the country in rushing offense. Uh, Big 12's got some really good rushing offenses this year. But K-State is uh, – or Kansas, excuse me, is one of the best rushing offenses in the country. I say that because I went back and looked at the Bill Connolly advanced box score from ESPN from the TCU game. And, Craig, remember, one of the stats that I get hung up on is rushing yards before contact per attempt, rushing Mm -hmm. yards per attempt before before contact. Texas kind of did their job against TCU uh, in terms of that 1.7 yards before contact per carry for the Horned Frogs. Yards per rush, it shows you how good Texas tackled in that game, Uh, 1.9. So they did their job. On the other side of the coin, though, the Texas offense, yards before contact per attempt, yeah, 0.1. Oof. Yeah. So you're getting a tenth of a yard Oof. before contact. After contact, 1.1. So not an ideal situation. So I decided, you know what? Football Outsiders has updated their data this season, and I wanted to look at it. And I think this kind of tells you the story of where things have gone for, for on both lines of scrimmage. For the Texas offense – uh, they're kind of in the 70s and the 40s in a lot of those categories, but the two that really stood out to me, the two, two stats that I love, power, power success rate. That's the percentage of runs on third or fourth down, two or fewer yards to go that achieved a first down or a touchdown. Texas right now, power success rate nationally, they're 90th in the country. Wow. And power success rate rushing offense. That's why, again, we've seen a lot. I talk about those drives that start in plus territory where you don't get points. We've seen a few of those that are a fourth and two, a fourth and one, where you maybe line up in the Wildcat or try to hand Bijan the ball and it gets stuffed. That goes into why your power success rate. Then speaking of stuff, your stuff rate. Stuff rate's another one that I like. Percentage of carries by running backs that are stopped at or before the line of scrimmage. Texas right now in power success rate on offense. They are 84th in the country in power success rate. So that's really, I think that, and look, the offensive line is, it's been the body of work. They've been better than I thought they would be. They have exceeded my expectations. But I think that's where you see some of the youth and, for lack of a better phrase, Craig, maybe physical immaturity. And I think that's what you get sometimes when you've got young offensive linemen. Those two statistical areas right there, I think, tell you a lot of that. Just they need to they need that grown men strength. But that mm-hmm. again, as I said, like talking about Quinn Ewers' footwork and some other things, that's not something you fix in the middle of the year. Like that's right. a that's a January, a January to August issue that you fix. So those are two things that Texas needs to clean up. I, I think it's up to Sark to maybe scheme it better. He's talked about 
some of his play calls in those short yardage situations. He liked to have some of those back. So got to do a little bit more to help your offensive line. Uh, defensively, though, Craig, I think this shows you where Texas has been really good. Uh, at line yards per carry allowed 26th nationally. Uh, standard down line yards per carry allowed 29th. Passing down line yards per carry 21. And that's basically is the run. Are you are you preventing the run game from staying on schedule? Uh, opportunity rate basically not giving up chunk yardage plays. You're 13th nationally. But here's again. I think a lot of this you can you saw it in the Texas Tech game, and we've seen it at various times this year. Late in the TCU game, I think when things were down, power success rate for the Texas defense forty third. It's not terrible, right? Uh, stuff rate ninety ninth. So just not a lot of splash plays by this offense. But again, I go back to that number, man. One point seven yards before contact per attempt you gave up against TCU. Texas has been, there's been a lot of games this year, Craig, where they've been a yard or less before contact. So it's been really hard to run the ball against Texas. Uh, but those two just jump out to you a little bit. They maybe a little bit more, they've been disruptive, but maybe just a little bit more get some of those splash plays, get teams behind the chains. Uh, maybe that could help your, your third down. One, one thing that I do love about this defensive line, though, and I think this is a little bit different than what we've seen. We haven't seen this from a Texas defensive line in a while. Passing down sack rate, so basically when the opponent, the down and distance tells you they're going to pass, I think that's third and seven plus is how Football Outsiders factors that in. They're 34th nationally in passing down sack rate. So when they know the opponent's going to throw the ball when it's a surefire passing down, this defensive line does a really good job of getting after the quarterback and getting him to the ground, uh, not just impacting him but actually finishing the play. So I just wanted to go over some of those line mm-hmm. of scrimmage numbers again because Kansas – Man, Devin Neal has been on a tear, Craig. I know we'll talk to Brian Haney yeah. about it, but this is uh, similar to TCU. Uh, this is going to be an explosive offense. It's a different kind of offense you're facing uh, with Jalen Daniels back, especially, and some of the things that he can do. Uh, but, again, I, I think this Texas defense, especially the interior of the defensive line, needs to continue to be really hard to run against. And I think for the offense, uh, you definitely want to see Bijan get on track, number one, but number two – that's something to keep an eye on. I gave you those stats about how just kind of not good things have been in short yarded situations. And I think this actually gives you a really good measure of it, Craig, as compared to, let's say, the Tom Herman era, because this is looking at running back production. Tom Herman ran the quarterback so much and Sam erased so many mistakes that you could make to get you back on schedule. I think this gives you a better idea of how your offensive line is. Because even like the 2018 year, the year where Sam went for what he threw threw for 25 touchdowns, ran for 15, whatever it was that year, I forget what the number is. Uh, You look at the Texas offensive line, you're like, okay, they're not great. You'd think those numbers would be better, but a lot of that was Sam getting the job done on his own. So, uh yeah, just be better in short yardage. Continue to be tough to run against, and uh, you should be able to hold your own against Kansas, even though, like I said, that's one of the better rushing offenses in the country. Okay. 